and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams. I'm a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we're talking about restarting. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm great. How are you today? I'm great, too. Oh, good. Yeah. It feels like we're... um, it's been a long time, even though it hasn't been a long time <laughs> since we uh, talked. I mean, like, because we had this big break from um, uh, traveling. It was like you were traveling, and then we recorded some stuff, and then I was traveling, and now we're recording stuff. And it, so, so we're sort of out of our weekly routine. I know. We're, we used to have that nice weekly fix. And we, yeah. we got out of sync on that. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Yeah. Although I it's you. nice. I know. I missed you, too. It's nice, mm-hmm. though, that our listeners get to hear us every week. That's right. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that would we be managed very to keep that going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yes. So restarting mm-hmm. is what we want to talk about today. And... You had an experience recently that um, uh, gave you this idea. That's right, that prompted this topic. Um, Yeah, so I'll tell you about it. I'll I'll tell everyone about it, Um, which it's uh, (laughs) really building this up like it's a big deal, (laughs) not a big deal. Um, But yesterday, so, so I've been a knitter for a long time. I've been knitting as an adult for about... Um, going on, I guess, 14 years now. And uh, I used to be a really avid knitter. I knit all the time. I wasn't somebody who was, like, knitting in line in the grocery store. But I was always, tra- whenever I traveled, I had knitting with me. And um, I knit every night. And But I've sort of gotten away from it a little bit. Um, I've been doing hand lettering and stuff. And so it's... Uh, but I have a nice yarn stash, and it's well organized. And I had all these bags of works in progress, um, so knitting projects that I had started and not completed. And most of them were housed in knitted bags, right? I've some beautiful. <laughs> I, I I've knit some beautiful bags, and I usually use them for project bags. Um, and I got inspired to go through those bags when I read this book called Untangled uh, that it's about like loving your knitting again and so yesterday I gathered up all the bags and I laid them out on the love seat in the downstairs living room I took a picture so I can put that in the show notes there were a lot of them and then I thought (laughs) "Eh, I don't like the lighting down here so I took them all up to the dining room table um, and it looked like the yarn store had exploded in our dining room. And uh, <laughs> I went through them one by one um, in this little adventure of discovery of this little <laughs> graveyard of dashed knitting dreams. Um, and 
you know what? It was a great experience. I um, went face to face with all these projects that some of which I'd spent a you know goodly amount of money on yarn for and a certain amount of effort in knitting. Um, and some of them I decided that I wanted to finish. They, um, I had at least three sets of fingerless gloves where only one glove had been knitted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, you know what you're getting for Christmas, Shannon? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and one fingerless glove. <laughs> no, no, I'll finish it. Uh, I'll give you two. They may not match, but I'll give you two. <laughs> and um, I had uh, a, a poncho I'd started that, whose yarn was just plain icky. And I never finished it. And um, I, I, so I had a number of things that I actually liked the yarn but never finished. And I w decided about each and every one of them. And the ones that I was letting go of, I unraveled the yarn and wound them into <gasps> new tidy balls. Wow. So yeah. And um, the ones that I was going to keep, I made a little worksheet, a little written sheet of um, that this book suggested of what the project was, what the pattern was, what the yarn was, and my estimated, or my goal date for completion, um, which made me think about, uh, especially things like gifts, when I was going to actually do the knitting. And when I was finished with this, it took me a few hours, but I was watching um, Nashville on my computer uh. while I was doing it, so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a whole, you know, real focused number of hours. Right. Um, I love Deacon. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> I, um, when I was finished, I had a an organized set of about six or seven projects to work on, um, and a bunch of yarn I'm going to give away, and then a bunch of yarn I can reintegrate into my yarn stash, which I've already done, and also um, all the knitting needles that were in those bags that oh, these right. the projects are on, which have now liberated, but I'll, tonight I'll reintegrate them into their into my knitting needle storage system. So uh, it felt so good. It was like a combination of letting go and rediscovery. And thankfully, I had no uh, beating myself up. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't. It's never good to beat yourself up. But right. there's this one bunchy set of yarn I have. I don't even know why I would have bought it. It's beautiful yarn, but it's like peach colored. Oh. Um, yeah. And uh, I probably spent a good amount of money for it because it was kind of designer yarn um, that I'm definitely going to give away. Uh, and I'm not even beating myself up over that. Probably because so much time has elapsed since I bought it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, and Bix got a toy out of the deal because I had a toy oh, right. uh, uh, that I started to knit for a friend's baby. He's starting kindergarten this year, and um, <laughs> so it was a while ago, and uh, I abandoned it because it was ugly, and Bix doesn't care, so it became a dog toy. And he, and he was, loves it. He loves it. He was l rolling around with it in his mouth on his back while I was going through the Aww. knitting bags. So yeah, so I feel like it's a fresh start. That's awesome. Well, and you know, it's so easy to, you know, you, you the way you described it at the beginning, like not wanting to to look at all of that stuff because it is all of these like dashed dreams. It's all this, you know, things that you feel bad about because you 
gifted and by you I don't mean you I mean all of us (laughs) (laughs) um uh that you know you didn't finish that you spent time and money on and and it just looks like it's just a it's just an example of how in so many cases perfectionism won out Mm -hmm. and um and you and it feels like a failure when right if in fact you can restart at any time yeah and all all you have to do all i had to do was face be willing to face it down and yep. to take the time and perhaps fortitude although it really i don't know why i haven't done it before so there must have been something behind it that made me not want to deal with all these bags of projects um but once i was able to do it it was um really a, a discovery and all this all these great supplies now that this yarn and these needles that i can um put back into use i mean it really felt rejuvenated uh, in my knitting practice well practice that's awesome that's high <laughs> i don't have a knitting practice <laughs> my knitting your knitting hobby yeah my, my knitting hobby. <laughs> i like that my knitting practice my knitting practice. it is it's yeah. very zen it's true it is sort of therapeutic right um something crossed my mind while you were talking um oh sorry it's gone uh but Mm -hmm. i will say i'm excited to restart these things i have one project that was a big disappointment um i don't even know quite what the problem was but it was supposed to be this great big cowl thing and it it (laughs) and i i worked really hard on it for a long time uh-huh. And then I went to finish it, and I literally sewed it up backwards somehow. Oh, no. So then I had to take it apart and put it back together. And then it was it's turned into a small cow. It was a large cow. It's now a small cow. I'm not sure why. I bet I can analyze <laughs> and figure it out. But what I know now is that if I finish about three inches, if I sew it up, with knitting needles for three inches about which will take me it should unless i'm missing something it should take me about 10 minutes then i will have a cowl that is not what i expected when i started but is still quite wonderful oh well that would be great and you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't you know faced the the pile of stuff and and exactly. dug into it it was there it was a whole source of stress that particular project because there were all, all these yeah. things that kept happening with it plus i started it oh i bet i started it in 2011 oh my goodness yeah that's the thing about knitting projects they just they don't <laughs> go bad uh so um uh so it's been a long time coming um yeah <laughs> I, I can't wait to finish it and maybe you know we won't publish this episode for a week or two so perhaps i can have a picture of it in the show notes of this oh, that cowl. would be fun i'd love to see what it looks like because i'm having a hard time imagining it yeah i can imagine because my description isn't very good um i've got to figure out why it looks like it does instead of what the picture looks like but i wonder oh it doesn't matter um I wonder yeah. if you sewed the wrong sides together. 
I know, something like that. I think that might be it. You know how I am with spatial things. Yeah, that would be my guess, that you, like, sewed together the ends. Not the ends, but, like, what the should be the edges? of the ends. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. That's interesting. But if it, if it works. Yeah. If it's okay as it is, then I, um, maybe I'll leave it, because I don't. I bet that is. You know, I will be very honest and and <laughs> tell you that I that I was finishing it. I was doing uh-huh. the sewing on this weekend a couple of years ago, where Barry was out of town, and I downloaded two seasons of American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> 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 and that's all I did the whole weekend. It was a long weekend. Was watch uh-huh. American Ninja Warrior and work on this thing. So I think uh, I was distracted. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell me that, you know, wine was involved. But no. American Ninja Warrior is, it's its own is kind an of, even more enjoyable distraction. It's, a, it's its own kind of intoxicant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to see if I can get to the bottom of this. But in any case, I'm glad that instead of seeing this bag where I knew there was this problematic thing in it, um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'll have a chance to finish it, restart. Either I could take it apart and re-sew it or just finish it and call it done. Right. Yeah. But just think and of all the warm hands I'm going to have when I finish those three, one, those three minutes. I'm thinking of the warm hands I'm going to have. You're really? Okay. I don't know <laughs> if any are in your particular colorway, but if you're not too fussy uh. for colors, uh, I got some mitts for you. I, I'm sure they're... All oh, lovely. I can't remember. I saw them yesterday, but I don't remember what they look like. <laughs> well, you looked at a lot of different yarn yesterday. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's so great that you were able to do that and follow it through. And the thing that is, I'm just so impressed by is that you were able to let go of the things that you didn't want to finish. Oh, well, thank you for being impressed. It was, it felt so good. It felt felt like a growth thing, kind of like, okay, I'm not that knitter anymore, and that's okay. I I had a a lace shawl going. I I don't wear lace, let alone knit lace. (laughs) I was going to say, that's not something you would wear, and also, you hate knitting lace. Right. I must not have, (laughs) I must have really been embracing the challenge of lace knitting when I decided to start that. Yeah. And I had, like... um, Actually, I, I made a spreadsheet, so I can tell you that I had 12 inches knit. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. not nothing. That's not nothing of lace knitting, yeah. Um, right, so. <laughs> um, and I had a, a, I have all the yarn, expensive yarn, for a really cool um, um, sweater. that And oh. the pattern. It was a pattern for purchase. And I... I'm going to have to read the pattern and see why it is I never made it. I didn't even start it. Or if I did start it, I unraveled it because there were some couple unraveled balls. But anyway, so that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. But it, I, it's so um, great to think about, like, how you can take something that you weren't doing because I'm guessing that, like, you know, sort of slowly the weight of these unfinished projects 
grew until it became not fun. Like you probably, mm-hmm. I'm just guessing here. Well, in fact, let me just ask you <laughs> instead of I guessing. Wanna, I want to hear your guess. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel like you needed to finish those things before you could start stuff that you wanted to do? No, I don't think so. Because I was still knitting things, and uh, I mean, but I was knitting the stuff I wanted to do was easier knits. So mm-hmm. like hats and and stuff so I would brain hat no that wasn't easy but um knitting a hat for my brother when he's visiting that kind of thing I could whip that right um but maybe it probably it might have without my thinking about it kept me from taking on anything biggish uh because of the money and stuff invested in these bigger they weren't all big but these other projects I think that knitting like had started to get because I wasn't wanting to do hard stuff, so like mm-hmm. lace. But I was also getting bored with the easy stuff. I got to that right. place where, which I, which happens to me a lot, where if I don't feel like I'm learning, then I get bored with it. Mm-hmm. So, so the way I was going to get around that, and still plan to, is learning a different way to knit. I'm learning Portuguese knitting. You're learning Portuguese. I'm learning Portuguese knitting. <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And um, but I can't. I don't think I can use my newly acquired Portuguese knitting skills in um, these projects because they'll look different, maybe. It might not, but what, I'm not good enough at it. What is What makes something Portuguese knitting? It's a different way to knit. Um, the the, the um, end result like is the same. how you hold it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I have some people either throw typically the throw the yarn with their right hand over the Uh needle that's I guess that's American knitting then there's continental where you hold the yarn with your left hand with the finger do you know that yeah I'm talking about yeah well Portuguese you hold the yarn in front and you have to have a pin or some or some people put it around their neck there has to be tension on the yarn the working yarn and then Uh you sort of dip with the the dip with the needle oh yeah so it's a whole and it's easier on your hands yeah um, and, and with Portuguese knitting purling is easier than knitting oh interesting yeah so it's kind of fun and I've been doing that that's I've, that's the project I've been working on is which is nothing uh-huh. it's just knitting stockinette with when I when I'm not lettering just trying to get get some muscle memory going with that so maybe yeah. if I maybe I'll be able to use that but I, I don't think these things are a little more if complicated you know there's cables right. and things in them so I probably won't um, but it, I will say that uh, I think you're right that there must have been weighing me down in some way because letting go of those ones that I let go of, which is about eight of them, I think, I just felt elated. It just made mm. me feel free. So it must have been some sort of psychic energy that was being Yeah. Started. Yeah. I mean, it felt great. And I'm just so excited by the pile of beautiful yarn I have to work with now. All nicely right. wound into balls. And awesome. I decluttered some. Of, I went to put away that yarn, and saw a bunch of yarn that in this worsted weight yarn um, uh-huh. that I didn't like. Like I have so many pink yarns. It must have been pussy hat yarn or something. Oh right. But um, I don't wear pink, so I'm giving all that away too. I'm going to suggest a swap among my knitting group um, that we get, oh, to that's next a great idea. get together. Yeah. But, well, and that's fun too because then you feel like you know that's going to totally make someone's day. 
Yeah, right. Free yarn. Someone's going to be so excited about that. Yeah, and I wound it all, and I um, put the weight. I weighed it, and so um, they know they're getting 78 grams of this yarn Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, so it feels good. That's awesome. I still have to put away the needles, but that's good. There's so many great lessons in that, and and to sort of restart and rejuvenate that hobby that has given you so much pleasure over the years. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Well, thank you, Shannon. And I'm happy for you because you're going to get some fingerless gloves. <laughs> I'm also happy for me. <laughs> but this is making me think about... Um, this is sort of a similar kind of thing. It's a little different, though. I, um, on my recent trip, I bought some graphic T-shirts, mm-hmm. which meant that my overflowing T-shirt drawer was now absurd, like mm-hmm. completely absurd. And so uh, yesterday I took all of my T-shirts out and made the piles of, you know, the ones I love, the maybes, and the getting rid of ones, and um, reorganized it. But what's funny is that it felt, I it, I sort of f- think it felt fruitless almost. Like, not fruitless, but um, like there was no point in reorganizing it because it was just going to get messy again or you know it was like I wasn't going to be maintain it so I was like living with this clutter instead of dealing with it oh well did you you let go of some of the your collection yeah I ended up letting go of about a dozen shirts and then I have um I have some shirts that I wear with a like a long sleeve t-shirt under it Mm-hmm. And and so I just put those in um, a bin for to pull out in the fall, and because it's eighty seven degrees here, so I won't be wearing oh. those anytime soon. Wow. Um, and then yeah, and so then I'm getting rid of a big stack of shirts, and that feels so really then good. Does everything fit in your? Oh, good. And then yeah, does everything fit in your drawer? Everything fits beautifully in my drawer. So and I does think it still feel I'm, fruitless? No, because of course that was ridiculous. Okay. You know, I mean, it's just... Because the, the, <laughs> well. what happens is, you know, you, you run out of room and then I'm like jamming them in and they don't fit and then I'm not putting them away the, properly and then it's a big mess and then it feels like, well, there's no point. Which oh. is absurd when I think about it. Right. <clears throat> but it happens so frequently. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it does for you? With t-shirts specifically? or I think general? that is pretty frequent for people that have perfectionism that they're mm. dealing with. Um, oh, yeah. That feeling. Absolutely. I was yeah. <laughs> getting granular on your t-shirt challenge. Okay. Oh. Got it. Because um, I was going to say, stop buying the t-shirts and that'll take care of it, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and I think I have to go back to I had a very strict um one in one out policy. Mm-hmm. 
So I didn't buy a t-shirt unless I loved it so much I was willing to get rid of another one. That's a good policy. Um, So I think I need to go back to that policy. Yeah, that's a good policy. I have to tell you that Barry and I bought epic graphic t-shirts in Walla Walla. We each got a new Walla Walla Sweets baseball team t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're different from each other. And uh, the other day we were both wearing, we both love them. <laughs> we were both we were wearing our Walla Walla sweet shirts. I'm like, we should get one for Bix. Um, but their, their graph, their little, their logo is so cute. It's this like a, a sweet onion with baseball player. But that's a baseball Oh my player. God. Yeah. You'd be, you know, I should have bought you one. If, but no, because you don't need any. <laughs> Uh, well um, had you bought one i would promise to get rid of one well only if you loved it enough you could have given it back to me if you didn't love it enough i wouldn't (laughs) want to make you make that choice Uh, but yeah so you once you did that you you're you're re-in love with your t-shirts in your t-shirt drawer right right yeah yeah, and it's easy to get dressed. And I think I'm going to do sort of the t-shirt drawer equivalent of, you know, where you um, either turn your hangers backwards or you put a line and then once you wear something, you turn it the hanger the other way or you move it to the other side of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to do the equivalent of that in a drawer and like maybe put a marker at the back of the drawer, like a like a piece of cardboard or something Mm -hmm. that'll stand up and separate them. And then when I wear a t-shirt, put it behind that. Mm -hmm. And then at, um, you know, in three months time, look at the t-shirts that I haven't worn. That's a great idea. see how much I really love them. Right. That's a great idea. You could probably use a um, a shoebox lid if you have one for that. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, because well, I decluttered my t-shirt drawer a while back and um, now really only have now three that I wear, now that I just got a new one. <laughs> I'm not averse to wearing a shirt more than once. I'm not averse to wearing the same shirt three days in a row. <laughs> oh, me neither, which is the sort of the problem. Like, uh, I have my favorites, uh-huh. but then I have the other ones that I only wear occasionally, and I don't really want to get rid of, but I don't really yeah. wear them that much. My husband is the same way. Barry has so many T-shirts, and he... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have that problem. I see that a lot. Yeah, I bet yeah. you do. Yeah. But I think that this whole idea of restarting can work in so many different areas. You know, it could work with a hobby. It could work with a a particular project. It could work with, you know, sort of ongoing maintenance kind of things. Um, Anytime that you're feeling um, like you're not doing the thing you want to be doing, anytime you're feeling like um, something is overwhelming just think about um this idea of restarting yeah and if you stall out on something i know with organizing projects around the house a lot of people what organizing unfortunately or decluttering is one of those things that sometimes if you quit before you finish you're actually uh things get worse before they get better and um 
if you feel like, oh man, I can't organize. I f look at look at this. I failed. Well, no, you didn't fail. You just stalled out. And you you can get restarted and and um, give it a, you know give it another shot and uh, make progress um, and don't feel like it has to be perfect. Right. Well, and I think this is an excellent time to remember get in touch with why something is important to you. Right. Yes, yes, that's so interesting because uh, I didn't actually do that yesterday with my knitting, but that would have been a, a nice a nice step right. <laughs> in, that, in that process. Well, although, I mean, I think it was probably pretty, I'm, I'm guessing it was there in an unconscious way. Like mm -hmm. you were doing it because you loved to knit. Right, I'm knitting because I love to And you wanted knit. to get back to loving knitting again. Right, and I letting go of stuff because they weren't, I wasn't loving knitting them, those things yeah. that I let go of. Um, right. Yeah. 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 So I think I, that's that's really good. That like spells it out really clearly that um, letting go of the things that keep you from loving it. And, you know, the, it's the same, same with my damn T-shirt drawer. Um, <laughs> letting right. go of enough shirts that I can enjoy getting dressed mm -hmm. um, makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to hold on to things that you already have. There's some, there's some term for that. It's some something bias. Um, oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's, uh, it's but I mean I think I understand the concept. I don't think I know the term. Yeah, the concept is that you are biased to something you already have versus something you don't have. Hmm. So, um, uh, I have to think about where I read that, and then maybe we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> but so okay. that's why it's easier. Um, in many ways, it's easier to not buy something than it is to get rid of something that you already have. Ah, yeah. Depending on how you're wired, but I yeah. certainly see a lot of people who do, who buy something and don't get rid of stuff they already have. Right. right. Yeah. Then you're getting it on both sides. Right. Um, but yeah, there's something, it's like it's something you already familiarity bias or something <laughs> I don't know anyway you get the gist uh -huh. yep yeah so the I think this is just so valuable valuable to consider for people who are um, struggling with perfectionism is to allow yourself to restart and to um, get back to why something is important to you as opposed to focusing on um, what you may perceive as mistakes or failures. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad my, my highly enjoyable yarn experience yesterday uh, might actually help others as well. I think it will. And not just me getting fingerless gloves. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> what? I was just going to say, I just looked at my spreadsheet, and one 
of the th sets of gloves that I said I had I had said I had three and I'd completed one of uh -huh. each. Actually, one of them I completed two and had, had finished one of each, one, one. And the other one just has to be sewn. It was knit flat and has to be seamed. Oh my gosh. That's how close I am to a complete. Wow. You're going to be like getting some real accomplishment off of these things pretty quickly. That's right. I thought you were going to say, your palms are going to be really warm soon. <laughs> they will be that backs too. of your hands but like you're gonna, gonna you're gonna get like all these success yeah um, check it off my experiences list yeah it's nice yeah that's awesome well we want to hear from you our listeners um are you struggling to restart something um do you want to um uh let go of what feels like mistakes so that you can restart it and begin enjoying it again let us know you can leave a message at 413-424-GTGE that's 4843 you can leave a comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com uh, you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter just search getting to good enough but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Is it sort of hard to think about knitting with your weather? No, because I have air conditioning. Oh, that helps. Yeah.